Hey kids, this is me, Ice Robots, and we're back for another super exciting, super fun episode of World's Famous. This time out, we're going to open a thing, we're going to talk about this, we're going to talk about some CDs I bought, going to talk about stereos, it's going to be great, but until we can get to that greatness, Grandmaster Grandpa, hit that beat. OKIC Robot, Let's Get This Party Started Right, Let's Get This Party Started Quickly. This is World's Famous with IC Robot. Hey kids, this is me, IC Robots, and we're back for another... This is going to be a fun one, I, I think. We're going we're gonna to talk a bit about stereos. I've recently made some moves in the, in, in the stereo department. But before we get there, I, um, I took a trip. I took a trip to Berkeley that turned into a trip to San Francisco. Berkeley is like... It's like maybe like an hour or some odd uh, times from, from my house. It's not... It's not far at all. You can be there in a second, and the uh, the drive itself is it's fairly scenic. It's fine. It's fine. Berkeley, Berkeley is pretty cool. It's a college town, so there's a bunch of comic book stores, and there's like there are two gigantic record stores there. And I've been going, I've been going to one of them, the uh, the Amoeba. It's Amoeba Records in Berkeley. I've been going there since. Since like high school, back when I was, you know, back in the hip hop scene and stuff, this is where this is where me and my homeboy Slug Nutty would drive up in his Cadillac and uh, dig for beats. We would go dig through the crates like we were the beat nuts, like we were the bomb squad, like we were like we were somebody like that. And it was, you know, it was always fun. We'd have a good time looking for looking for records and looking for CDs and stuff is a pastime that I am not really willing to give up. I know I know a lot of people have gone to like digital music and online music and stuff, and that's fine, man. I I got no beef with that. I'm sure it's like, I'm sure Spotify and all these things are really cool and really convenient, but I, I like to do things personally the inconvenient way. That's just kind of, that's just kind of been my, my MO over the years. So we headed up to Berkeley to look for some CDs and we, we drove all the way there. We stopped, we got some donuts. It was really fun. We went to this place called Happy Donuts and we stopped and we got there and then we, uh, we got to the record store and discovered that they're, they are shut down on Mondays and have, have been since, uh, since the the whole bug thing started we were like dang what do we uh what do we do now so we decided you know let's just uh let's just push forward into san francisco which is maybe like another 40 minutes from there let's just let's just push forward there because there's another much bigger amoeba records on hate street this store is gigantic so we we drove there and we go here maybe like a couple three times a year and it's always it's always a hoot. If you're ever in the San Francisco area, go to the Amoeba Records on Hate Street. It is, it is beyond amazing. I just love it so much. They sell, they sell like everything that I like in there. They have records, they have CDs, they have tapes, they have VHS tapes, they have laser discs, they have DVDs, they have Blu-rays, they have toys. It's, this is the spot with the single greatest collection of reaction figures I've ever seen. And I wonder... I wonder if it's because Super 7 is located in San Francisco, like maybe they had there's some kind of some kind of connection there, some kind of trading back and forth of goods for records. I know not, but they have a giant wall with all the dope reactions. All the ones that you see online that you have to order are there in effect in the store. It's great. I got I got one myself. I bought the uh, I bought the old dirty bastard, the ODB. It's awesome. He's he's an all-time favorite of mine and I was happy to see him. I saw him and I also saw Slick Rick, and I couldn't decide which one to get. I was only going to get one, so I got I got ODB. But man, this store, they have movie posters, they have toys, they have 
They have everything. Rock and roll posters, just like old bedroom posters. I love posters. I'm a poster nut. And they have they have everything. It's so great. It's so fun to go there. But it's like, it's also completely overwhelming. The store is so big and it's so jam-packed that they, in fact, have an information booth right at the front. So you can, so you can get directed right to what you want. It's so... It's overwhelming. I'm not going to lie. It's a little bit overwhelming. There's music, like cool music playing. And it's like, there are records and stuff everywhere. It is just, it is so full. It's it's a little overwhelming. I'm not going to lie. It takes me, takes me a good 10 or 15 minutes to really like, to really find my, my way in the place. But eventually I do. I, I kind of go like this, the hip hop clearance. Let me reach away. I'm going to talk about what I got really quick. The hip hop clearance section is where I tend to find the best things. They, they sell records like $1.99, like $2.99 clearance records. And it's always, it's always fun to just dig through and see what you got. So I, I in fact got one, two, three, four, five, six CDs. They're all, they're all from the clearance section. So it's, wasn't too expensive. It was like 12 bucks all together. One of them I got for a little more than that. But let's, let's just kind of zip through these. I wanted to, I wanted to do this whole thing in like five, five minutes total. And we're already, we're already just about up on that. I got uh, Personal Journals by Sage Francis. Sage Francis is this rapper from Rhode Island. He's he's the king of white boy rap. Guy's really uh, a talented wordsmith. This came out in 2002. I'm not I'm not super sure what our guy Sage Francis is up to now. I hope he's still I hope he's still making music. This was on uh, Anticon Records. Pretty good stuff. I paid a dollar ninety nine for that. I've already I've already listened to this one and I enjoyed it. Then I. I found one of my favorite uh, hip-hop CDs from when I was a rebellious youth in high schools. This is the Disposable Heroes of Hip-Hopercy. Hip-Hopercy is the greatest luxury. And this is this is uh, uh, super political Michael Franti stuff. Back in the day when I was like out there protesting the war, fighting the good fight out there with the, with the people on the streets. This was, this was one of our favorites. I think my favorite song on this is... Uh, California Uber Alice, where they talk about how bad California is, but we all know California is great, so the song may be a bit dated. Then I got this, uh, I got the CD by Guster. I know Guster because they did this song called Amsterdam that I thought was really great. This is a record called Lost and Gone Forever. This was in the uh, sale bin. I got it for $1.99. I haven't had the chance to listen to that one yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Then I got another one from the hip hop sale bin. This is a group known as The Nucks. The CD is called Remind Me in Three Days. I I might have this already, but I kind of feel like this is one of them that I illegally downloaded back in the day. We've talked about that before, how I used to be into the, into the Kazaa, into the LimeWire, into the Napster. And I, I was a bad person that sold records and I try to, um, I try to pick them up when I can to kind of, kind of make up for that debt. This has a couple of great songs on it, Bang Bang and Cappuccino. These guys, these guys, it's like, it's like hipster rap, but it's good. It's good stuff, honestly. And then I got this one. This one I bought, but I already have it. But I just, I, I saw it in the sale bin and I felt bad that it was in there because it's such an all-time classic. This is the Son of Berserk featuring the No Self-Control Band. Berserk, Berserk, Berserk. This one was one of me and my bro's favorite. He had this song called Change of Style, where in which he goes through all these, all these different styles of hip-hop music and soul music and all kinds of crazy stuff. And we thought this was just so hilarious. The guy was like in the video, like wearing wigs, like singing like a rocker, singing like a reggae guy. It was, it was silly stuff. And we liked it a lot. And I saw it in the sale bin that has a sticker that says out of print. And I had to, I had to buy it. I'm happy to have it. I know that I have it on cassette, but now I'm happy to see that I also have it on CD. But um, let's, 
Let's take a look at the last one. This one I got, it cost $4.99. It wasn't on sale, but it's called One to Grow On by DJ Shadow. It's kind of, it's kind of like trip hop, sort of like instrumentals and whatever. I, I kind of, I'm like, I'm into that like trip hop, like Massive Attack, Tricky, uh, Just Jack. I like that whole, I like that whole vibe. So I, I got this, I played it a couple times. It's nice, nice music for when you're like in the house doing other things. Kind of cool, like, hip-hop instrumentals and DJ scratching and whatever. So, I got all these. I didn't pay a ton. You're wondering, what am I going to do with these? Well, I'll tell you really quick. I'm going to listen to them, and then I rip them into my computer. And I transfer them to this thing called iBroadcast. iBroadcast is this online, uh, I guess, I guess you would call it, like, a music cloud. Like, they take all your music, all your MP3s, and you can put them up there. Then you can stream them onto your phone. It's a service I use. It's free. I pay for it, though. It's a $3.99 subscription. Just just out of the goodness of my heart, because I use it every single day. If they asked me to pay $5.99, I would. I think it's I think it's so great. If you are a MP3 collector, check out iBroadcast. You can upload all your MP3s there, and you can play them on your phone. That's what I do with my CDs. Some of them stay in the house. If they're good, and I think I might listen to them again, they stay in the house, but a lot of them get, get ripped and then filed in a, uh, a bin I have in the garage that I keep in alphabetical order because I am a, uh, I'm a dork. Shout out to Stuntman Mike, another physical music collector. Shout out to Teen Wundle, another physical music collector. No shout out to Gino Vega, who hates uh, physical media in all forms. But uh, shout out to him because he's a nice guy who's out there fighting the good fight. Let's, um, let's move forward and we're going to, we're going to open up a battle cat that I got at the flea market for Christmas. Yo, we ain't playing and have a chance to stop. Yo, let's take it to the stage, you suckers. You will say the son of a zerk? Take the style! Get wild! Take the style! There is only one man who can strike fear in the hearts of the mutants. Only one man with the power to seize control of the tri-solar galaxy. No matter what it takes. Only the most powerful man in the universe, E-Man. This is the Mo2 Minute with the man who sold Kaldor the acid that burnt off his face. I see robots. Yeah, man, that's me. I'm that guy at a table at the flea market that nitwit Kaldor bought a bottle of acid, looked uh, into it and poured it poured it right on his stupid face and he was diminished like a Cuisinart and he turned into, he turned into Skeletor. What a maroon. Let's, let's take a look. What I have in my hand right here is a Masters of the Universe Battle Cat, the fighting the Fighting Tiger, I apologize. I was I was looking away from the microphone. I got this, I got this for Christmas. The wife picked it up for me at the flea market. This is this is the new one. It's still it's still sealed in the box. It was it was kind of interesting. There was this period for a while at the flea market when a whole bunch of different vendors had these battle cats, and I I wondered why. Each one had like there were like three or four different vendors, and each one had like up to ten of these battle cats. And I I was always curious about that. If they wound up at some kind of discount outlet or Maybe it was like a shoplifting spree. I don't know, but they all they all had them, and the wife picked up one for me for for Christmas. I did want to get it, but um, I just I didn't get it when it came out because I don't have a ton of Motu space set aside for vehicles, and I already have the OG Battle Cat, so I I didn't go in on it. But as a gift, it's a great gift. It's one of those things like you didn't necessarily want to buy for yourself, but you're you're happy to have before. We get too far into this. Let's uh let's download some data and listen to what we know about a uh, battle cat or cringer, aka battle cat. 
When Adam must defend Eternia by transforming into He-Man, he can use the same power to turn Cringer into the mighty Battle Cat. Although Battle Cat is a brave and powerful warrior in the fight against evil, Cringer is a lazy, craven beast, who often flees from the first sign of danger. Despite being a total coward, he is totally loyal to Adam, and has even put himself between Adam and danger. So he is a lazy, craven beast. What a... What a description. I do have to admit that the the way that they portrayed Cringer in the cartoons was a real turnoff to me. The the cartoon, the original OG He-Man cartoon was not was not that cool. I did watch it. I checked it out, but it was it was pretty hokey, honestly. Like Prince Adam was super hokey, He-Man was hokey, and Battle Cat AKA Cringer was probably the hokiest of all. Maybe Orko was the ho when you're competing for who's the hokiest dude on the show. Your show is pretty whack, but still, the toys were great. I love the toys. I still love the toys today. Let's let's take a look at this. On the back, this is one of the things that came out in the first set. You got He-Man, Tila, Man-at-Arm, Skeletor, Evil Lynn, Prince Adam of the Sky Sled, Battle Cat, and Beast Man. I I have everything in this set. I got He-Man, Tila, bought Man-at-Arm, Skeletor, Evil Lynn, got Beast Man. Now I have Battle Cat, and I've already bought the Sky Sled, so I have... The entire first wave of the uh, Motu Origins. How how rare that must be in the world of the world of toy collecting. Let's uh let's just get right into it. I already already cut the tape while we were playing that last bit. It slides slides right off. The box has some very good fantasy art of uh the two of them in front of Castle Grayskull getting ready to fight. And if you if you look in the back, who is that? You see Castle Grayskull, and I can't really tell. Somebody's on the cannon. The cannon that's on the top, but I cannot tell who it is. It might be, might be Beastman, but he does appear to be blue. So the, the cat is in. He has one, snip that there. One snippy snip. Got the Vidal Sassoon scissors. Two snips, and then he has one around his feet. They really do this. Up. Let's um, pull that off. I think, I think that might be all. Let's see if we can pull him out of the box. There's going to be some crinkling, so I apologize for that. He's he's in here pretty firmly. His feet. We got him out. Success. This is... Let's see. And then his helmet is tied onto his head. We'll get rid of that. But man, this is um, this is a pretty nice figure. I'm not going to... I'm not going to lie. He's maybe, all in all, just under 12 inches long. He's very, very well detailed. The the original, um, the original Battle Cat was a, a reused piece from, from Big Jim. I think it was, he was like a tiger for Big Jim. And then they, they repainted him and made him, made him into He-Man's, uh, loyal Battle Cat. The, the deal with Big Jim was these were bigger figures than, than the He-Man's. They were like 12 inches. And this tiger, when, uh, made at the same scale, became a giant, a giant tiger that they painted green. I, I like this. He has a saddle. A red saddle, and he has a helmet. He can open his jaws. He can move at his legs and his paws. His tail has movement. You can move his tail around, up and down, side to side. His feet can move like he's running. The saddle's pretty dope. This is cool, man. I I believe that she got this for $8. I think they wanted 10 and she offered 8 and they said fine because the lady had... The lady had a grip. She had a grip of them. He's pretty cool, man. I'm gonna have to find. I'm gonna have to find the nice place for this because I already, 
I'm already maxed out on Motu space. I, I've, I've had this problem for a while, and I, I realize something else is going to have to go. Because I'm going to need another shelf for the, for the Motus. But it has to be a He-Man adjacent shelf. So what we have is I have one shelf with a bunch of random stuff. It has a General Lee, a bunch of, bunch of wrestling figures. It's very, it's very jam-packed. The two shelves next to the Motu shelves are very jam-packed. And I've, I've been packing them in for years. So they... They're very well, uh, they're well put together, like they're stacked well, and if I if I took everything out, there'd be no way I could get it back in exactly the same way. That one has some adventure people on it, a foul ball that I got at a baseball game, all kinds of, all kinds of cool stuff. I don't know what I'm going to do. The There is an option to go down a shelf, but the shelf right there has a bunch of books about like collecting toys and all kinds of stuff, like, like my best toy collecting manuals are on that shelf, so I... I don't know. I might move them over here. I've been debating taking the, uh, right next to the, the, where I'm at right now, I have two shelves of, um, Hasbro. WWF Hasbro's the old, uh, little plastic wrestling man. I have two shelves full of those, and I thought maybe I could just, um, bin those up. I could put them in a bin and just keep the cool ones, like the, the Macho Man Randy Savage and, like, Hulk Hogan and stuff. Keep the bestest of the best and then maybe make these in the Motu shelves. It's something... Something I've been debating for a while. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to figure this out. Any input is appreciated. Battle Cat's helmet just fell off. So there you go. Very nice figure. Very happy with it. Uh, gotta find a space on the shelves. Let's see. Oh, Derek. Derek just walked in. He's all set for uh, this week in Japanese league baseball. IC Robot Radio, the strongest team in the street. Charge. This week in Japanese League Baseball. This week in off-season Japanese League stuff, we have learned that Balboni Jr., the son of MLB legend Steve Balboni Sr., has rented a small apartment near the Rapongi precinct of Tokyo. The area is known for its karaoke bars as well as ladies of the night. We hope Balboni Jr. can keep his eyes on baseball when surrounded by so many distractions. His apartment has one bedroom, a water closet with a shower and a small kitchen and living area. The rent? 27 million yen per month. The bill is paid for by the Tokyo Giant, though Balboni Jr. will have money left for pachinko and photo books of Japanese lady wrestlers. Two of his passions. That was this week in Japanese League Baseball. That was this week in Japanese League Baseball. IC Robot Radio. The strongest team in the streets. And now, IC Robots wants to talk about his stereo system. It's some real hi-fi stuff. This is hi-fi. High fidelity. You know what that means? That means this is the highest quality fidelity. Hi-fi. Those are two very important things to have in the stereo system. Honestly, when it comes down to stereos, I, I can't imagine what would be more important than high fidelity. Recently, recently we had some family here from uh, from Mexico, and this this kind of led us to going to different people's houses to show off the relatives' places, places that we don't normally go. And while we were there, people were always like, "Well, let's uh, let's you know turn on some music and listen to some stuff while we while we chit and chat and, and drink Nescafe or whatever." And this kind of this kind of got me thinking about other people's stereos and, and things like that. One one of the places we went to had no stereo, and they were just playing music, like, directly out of their phone. Another one had, like, an Alexa speaker, and they said, you know, play some uh, play some Mexican music. And then one of them had, like, a little uh, Bluetooth 
like a small little speaker that they, you know, they played through their phone. And these are all, you know, these are all fine. But it got me, it got me thinking back to the days of like hi-fi stereos. And I, I myself, I still, I still have like a component stereo system that I, I play music through. I play CDs, I play tapes, I have... I have like a Bluetooth dongle that I can use to connect my phone to it so I can play it that way. I like I like the big booming speakers, man. I like pl- being able to play my music loud. I like to hear the bass, I like to hear the treble and these these like small speakers, these Bluetooth gimmicks are fine. They're fine for like if I'm listening to like a podcast or whatever, they're they're great when I'm listening to Howard Stern in the morning, they're totally fine. But when I when I want to pump out some music, these guys, you know, they just don't cut it and it's because listening to stereos and playing hi-fi music has always always been like a big big pastime of mine and it used to it used to be a big pastime of other people as well but I kind of I kind of feel like the availability of like digital music like your Spotify's and all these things have kind of they've kind of diminished the value of music in your life when when you would go out and you would hit up like Musicland or the warehouse or last record store and, and bring home a CD or a tape or a vinyl this this could cost you like 20 bucks so uh, you wanted to have something nice to listen to it on you wanted to really you really wanted to enjoy and get your 20 bucks worth nowadays with with music costing just the price of a subscription, which is fine, it brings it brings variety into people's life. I'm not I'm not knocking it, but it does it does seem like it's devalued the music to where people are just happy to listen to it on on a Bluetooth speaker or on a soundbar or whatever. It's all it's all interesting, but I I digress. I myself I have what I consider to be like a decent stereo system. I got it in pieces over the years. I I first got a stereo when I when I was in seventh grade, my parents bought it for me. It was one of those like uh, component deals that that has you know like everything is all all stacked on top with the with the uh, turntable on the top with a radio and a tape player and all that stuff. And this this was like a big deal for me when I got it. I was able to play my Run DMC tapes. I was able to play my Fat Boy tapes. I was able to play my Eric B and Rakim's and stuff. And like I really I was really happy with it. Just sitting in my room listening to music. And then, you know, I had a radio. I've always been, like, a big radio fan. I would, like, listen to KFRC, and I would listen to, like, KMBR, listen to baseball on the radio. It really, it really opened up a whole new world to me, and I was happy, happy to have it. I, I, one day, and this, this makes me sad, one day I, I threw a fit about something. Like, I got mad. I believe it, like, it got to the point where it was old and worn, and it's, it still worked. It worked fine. The turntable worked, the radio worked, but it would, it would eat tapes. It would, like, eat my tapes every once in a while, and it... It chewed up a tape of mine, then I got really mad, and I punched it. Like, I just punched it. You know how you do, like, when you're, like, a youngster, and you're just, like, full of testosterone and anger? I went, uh And I just nailed it with a right hand, and I, I bloodied up my fist. It was totally stupid, but I, I ended up just, like, totally breaking it. Like, not that I was so powerful. I just happened to hit it correctly, and it just, it would no longer power on. And I remember... I hid it from my parents. I didn't. I didn't tell them because I was so ashamed. I was so embarrassed. This this was a big purchase for them, and I, I could tell that they were happy to get it for me. And I, I ruined it. I broke it. And this this was really sad, and it led to me just like listening to my Walkman more and more and more over the years. And uh, I digress. I digress from that. But uh, let's let's just take a look at the stereo that I have now. And uh, we we recently like upgraded a few pieces, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about this. I had. I had an Onkyo receiver that I got at a secondhand store called Fatty's Threads on Sebastopol Road. This one is like a really cool, like, a, it's a really neat, like, secondhand store. Guy has, like, lots of vintage turntables and electronics and stuff. And I, I picked this up there, and it cost me 35 bucks. I kept the price tag on. If I buy something like this, I'll, I'll keep the price tag on just so I can, like, look at it later. But we got this. 
I'm thinking like probably 25 years ago. I'm not even kidding. And it, it served us very well over the years. I eventually, like at, the, at this point, the point right now, I decided I kind of... I kind of had to move on for it because I needed I needed additional inputs because I wanted to I wanted to run the TV into it and I wanted to run like the laser disc player and all, all these things into it and they only had it only had inputs for a uh, tape phonograph and that was it and it was it was fine you know because all all I had was like a tape and stuff so it was all it was all good but eventually you know we kind of we kind of had to move on for a while I had it I had it on like an RF splitter you know I had one of those like little little deals with the buttons where you can turn from like the different different inputs and stuff. So I had that going on and I'm like this is this is too much of a mess. We got to we got to change. So one day we were over at Kitty Thrift. That's this uh thrift store that is based around uh like selling stuff in support of like uh various cat rescues and things. They it's a very good thrift store. Very nice. Everything is well organized, very clean. All the electronics is tested and guaranteed. And I I was over there and I saw a Pioneer receiver. It was an audio video receiver a Pioneer VSX 1029, and I, I looked at it, and it was, it was pretty dope, dude, pretty nice, looked to be in very nice shape, had, a uh, the instruction manual with it and everything, and it had more than enough inputs to, uh, to satisfy my needs, it was 45 bucks, and I bought it, and I brought it home, they, they guarantee it for two weeks if you want to return it, I brought it home, works perfectly, it's really great, I was able to get the, uh, the tape player that I have, I was able to get the CD player in there, I was able to run the TV into there, I was able to run the Laserdisc player into there, and also my uh, Bluetooth thing for the phone, so everything I want is in there right now, and it's really, really great, it sounds nice, I really like it, I, I do need to pick up the remote, I, I can see that the Pioneer remote for the exact one is like 25 bucks, and I wonder if, I wonder if like, any standard Pioneer remote will work. Any kind of Pioneer receiver remote. Because generally, that's kind of how remote controls work. The, you know, within brand, they're all kind of kind of the same. So that's something that I'm going to have to look into. Because when we're watching TV, it's like you want to be on the couch. You don't want to have to go over and turn the knob if you're if you're lowering lowering the volume. It's nice to have, you know, the big speakers hooked up to the, uh, to the whole thing. So I got that. The... The next piece that I got was the speakers. I got these speakers, I'm not even kidding, like 25 years ago, around the same time that I got the original receiver. The wife and I were driving around doing whatever, and I saw these two giant speakers. They were on the side of the road with a sign that said free. And I'm like, hold on, let's let's stop and take a look at those. So we stopped, and then the guy in the house, the guy in the house who was giving them away, he came out, and he's like, oh, these, uh... These are good speakers, bro. These play really loud, but the wife wants me to get rid of them because she's she's tired of me playing rock music loud and keeping up the neighbors. So I gotta I gotta give them away. And I'm looking at him, and he's like, "These are nice, bro." He's like, "You really do want them? These these were custom built by me, by me and my friend back in the day." And I I looked, and there there weren't like any like manufacturer markings or anything. So it's very possible that these were made by uh by him, but they they thump, dude. The bass is loud. The treble's loud. These things play loud. If I jack them up all the way, I swear you could hear it at the end of the block. These things are great. I've had them I've had them for years. They've never given me like even a little bit of trouble. I got to send a shout out to that guy. I wonder I wonder if he's still with us. He was a little bit older than me and that was a long time ago. If he is, if you're still with us, homie, I'm still using those speakers today. I love them. They're great. We're going to we're going to take a quick break right now and then we will come back and we'll talk about the CD player and the tape player and where where I got them. Here we go. 
It's a fight for survival, and Pioneer kicks in thousands in additional discounts to increase sales. Take this all-new Pioneer AM-FM stereo receiver with 50 watts of power, just $138. Or this front-load, fully automatic turntable, slashed to just $199. Here's the chance of a lifetime. A Pioneer auto-reverse stereo cassette deck marked down over $100. The price, just $248. And it's happening now at the Stereo Superstores, all five locations. All righty, tidy whitey, we are back. Big shout out to the Stereo Superstore for sponsoring this segment. They they got the best prices out there on the streets. The, the next two components of my stereo, the final two, are my tape player, which is a Pioneer CTW4000. It's a dual deck hi-fi dubbing uh, get up, and I... I got this one at a yard sale down the street. This this family that lived down there, this older couple, they, they were moving away to Phoenix or wherever wherever people go, Florida, the Glades, I, I know not. But they, they were getting rid of everything in their house at like real cut rate prices. And I, I picked this up from them for $10. And it works, it works great. You guys are, you guys are probably like, do you still listen to tapes? And I got to say, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I do. Not as much as I listen to CDs or like, uh, you know, my, my iBroadcast or whatever, but I do, in fact, listen to tapes often enough that it's worth having a, a tape deck. I I collect rap tapes. I have like a ton of my old rap tapes and I, I play them. Yesterday, yesterday I played uh, Third Base's The Cactus album on tape all the way through and it was great. Later, later today I'm going to pump this uh, Public Enemy Fear of a Black Planet. My cat is meowing. Can you hear that? She's... She's meowing outside the room. She's old. She's an old lady. Her name is Bacon. She's 17 years old. Bacon! Bacon, come here! Bacon, come here! This this has happened before, and I apologize, but I I don't know. I just kind of think it's funny to keep it in, because you can, you can kind of hear the meows. But I, I do listen to tapes, man. I, I think that they have... I think they have, like, a nice sound quality. To me, when I listen to old rap, it should be on a tape. Tape, tape kind of... It's, it's heavy. It's, like, bass heavy, and it's perfect perfect for rap. Bacon, stop. You're ruining this recording. I'm doing something right now. I'm in the booth. I'm in the booth right now. Then, uh, the last and final component I have here is a CD player. It's by Marantz. It's a DV96000 CD slash DVD player. I picked this up just the past week over at the Goodwill. Marantz is a really high-end brand. I looked this one up and it... It sells for like $300, so big up to me for getting this. It's very heavy, it's metal, just has a nice sound. I hooked it up, it worked great, and I am loving it, dude. For the longest time, our CD player was fine. It was a little wonky, it was old. Honestly, everything was old. The receiver was old, it was kind of wonky. The tape player is old, but not wonky. The DVD player, CD player we were using at the time, it was... It had seen better days. We've, we've had this one since we were living together in our old apartment, like, like 25 years ago. So it was time, it was time to upgrade. I considered getting like a five disc changer, but all these like later model CD players, they're all, they're also janky. They're also plastic. They feel like, they feel like junk and I didn't want to have junk and I, I found this Marantz and I, I'm happy with it. It has like a nice display. It's kind of important for these things to look cool. It's all... It's black. The uh, the receiver is black. The tape player is black. It's all it's all good. For a while, I was going for that chrome, like the chrome front. I thought that looked cool. My old Ankia was chrome, and we had we had some other chrome components. But it's time time for us to move out of the '70s and move into the '80s, I guess. And 
we do got a very AD setup, but I enjoy it. It's nice. It's nice to be in the house on a day like Sunday, for example, where we go to the flea market, then we go to the gym, and we run errands, and it's like you're tired, and it's nice to sit in your house and just play some CDs, you know, play some, play some Taylor Swift, play some Ginny Lewis, play some Tegan and Sarah, and just, just chill out and just vibe in your house, man. If you don't got a stereo, go get one. Get rid of these sound bars. Go take it outside. Break it over your head. Get a stereo, man. Get a manly macho stereo. Try, try the stereo superstore. They got some they got some good bargains going right now. I'm I'm curious about your guys' stereo setups. Do you have, like, full-on component stereos? Do you just have, like, tape players and radios? Do you have a boombox? I got a boombox in the garage, dude. Plays tapes. I, I listen to it all the time when I'm out there doodling about. It's, uh, it's just nice. Music is nice. In, in, in all the world, I think, I think movies and music are, like, my favorite things. I just, I love music so much, and I love the process of going out, buying music, and bringing it home. I... I dig it. People like convenience nowadays. People like the convenience of streaming audio. And I, 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 I agree with that. Convenience is nice. But I think that there are certain things in which the, the convenience takes away some of the joy. For example, you can watch a movie at home on Netflix and it's fine. But if you go to the movie theater and you, you exist in the theater space and you watch the movie, then it becomes, then it becomes a memorable experience. When you go to the next record store say what's up to Jerry, give him a big pound, give him a dap, and then have him recommend something for you that you buy and you bring home and you play in your stereo. It's an experience, and the experience is what has value. Just, you need to go out there and you need to be inconvenienced in life. A convenient life makes you soft, dude, makes you into a mizark, and we all want to avoid being that. So, with all that said, this is me, I see Robot, signing off for this segment. We will be back with a... I believe Reading Rainbow is next. I, I think so. Let's find out. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book. A Reading for what what is probably going to be an abbreviated segment. What you did not see. Some behind the scenes stuff. I just uh I just spilled a giant cup of coffee all over my desk. It was it was pretty hectic, dude. I got to I had to pick everything up really quick and I I had the books here that I was going to talk about. That's actually how I how I knocked it down. I I, I put the books near it and everything just everything collapsed. It, it it was whack. Usually I keep my coffee on this table behind me. I have like a, uh, like a TV tray, like a vintage TV tray that I use for like odds and ends on, on the end of my desk. And I like it because it has wheels. I can move it around, blah, 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 blah. I slipped. You got to keep up your security protocols. And protocol number one was keep the coffee off the desk. And now, now I failed. And now I know why. Let's, uh, let's just take a quick look at a, a few things I've read this week. I went down to Barnes and Nobles. I was, 
I was feeling a little down. Your boy was down to the dump. So what do I do? I go down and I buy magazines. I went down and I got two magazines. I got I got Pro Wrestling Illustrated of uh, this one is February 2023. I've been looking for this one for a while. I, I had a subscription at one point, but I let it I let it lapse. This is a good one though. This is the top 100 tag teams of the year where they where they break down all the top teams and you you take a look at uh, their strengths and their weaknesses. Why? why they may be in this place, but, uh, this, this has been, like, a new tradition in my life. We know PWI does the top 500 individual wrestlers, but they, over the past couple years, they added, they added the tag teams, and they, they also added the gals. That one comes out next issue, and I'm looking forward to that. In, in, uh, the PWI official ratings, John Moxley is the number one. This is not related to the tag teams. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna blow the secret of who the best tag teams are, but top-rated heavy, John Moxley, Roman Reigns, Jay White, Seth Rollins, all the way down to Chris Jericho, the ROH champion at the time, number 10. This is, this is always fun. I really, I really do enjoy PWI. They have good photography. It's a nice, nice glossy magazine. And then I also, I also picked up uh, the number 62 episode issue, rather, number 62 of Shock Cinema. I really enjoy Shock Cinema. I really enjoy Shock Cinema magazine. They cover like, like, you know, trashy movies from the day, horror movies. It's a top flight magazine, honestly. There is a lot of text in here. This one, this one only cost $7. Up until this month, it had been $5 for the longest time ever. They they had to raise the prices. They said their printing costs go up. And dude, I, I'm fine with that. This is honestly, in my opinion, like a $12 magazine. It's uh, it's really great. They have an interview with Adrian Barbeau. They have an interview with Wendy Shaw from uh, the TV show where they were all they were all waitresses. It's a living. That was the name of the show. Did you guys watch that one? It's a living. It was on. It was on like syndicated for the longest time on Saturday afternoons for me. On the next, it's a living. Women are just drawn to Howard. Young, nubile women. How am I supposed to compete? Find out on the next. It's a living. It's a living Sunday night at six thirty on TV Twenty. That show was kind of a must-watch for me. It had Ann Gillian. Ann Gillian was one of my my earliest childhood crushes. She was she was so pretty to me, and I, that was the one show that she was on that I could see regularly. I'm not I'm not really too sure what Wendy Shaw says in this interview. I haven't read that part yet. I kind of I kind of skip right to the DVD reviews because I'm always looking for interesting, weird movies that I haven't seen before, and this. This magazine is full of weird, interesting movies that you may or may not have seen before. And then finally, I read a book. I read the entirety of Killing the Business by Matt and Nick Jackson, a.k.a. The Young Bucks. They are a tag team in the in the world of AEW wrestling. They were big indie wrestling stars. These guys, these guys are cool to me, but like our guy Gino Vega, our guy Gino Vega hates these guys so much that I, I think that they single-handedly caused him to stop watching wrestling entirely. And... In this book, they explain a lot about that. In 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 wrestling, in the world of wrestling, there's kind of there's kind of a way that like a, a match is put together. They they tend to start slow and then they build up. They build up to like a climax, like a finishing move or or whatever. It starts slow, builds up, finishes. And and the Young Bucks, when they came around, they came up with this idea of like let's let's just blow this whole notion out. Let's go out there and right from the start, let's do. The craziest stuff we can do. Let's go out there and just take this whole psychology and just blow it to bits. And them doing that led to, like, other people blowing the psychology to bits. Whereas you used to see guys come out, work a headlock, work an arm lock, do these kind of things for a while. And then eventually pile driver for the pin or whatever. 
Now they're coming out, they're doing pile drivers like right off the bat. They're doing finishing moves right off the bat. Finishing moves aren't leading to finishes. It's kind of, it's destroyed wrestling psychology as we know it. Some people think it's for the good. Some people think it's for the bad. Some people like me just observe it and go, it's... It's interesting in its own way, but these guys, Gino Vega's least favorite wrestlers of all the times in space. He hates them. He hates them. He hates them. When we talk on the phone, I can't believe how much he talks about the Young Bucks. It's just like Matt Jackson this, Nick Jackson that. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. It's a little, it's a little far, but it's, you know, that's his own thing. I've heard people say over at Napa Cigar, they're just like, that guy Gino Vega, he's pretty cool, but man, he gotta quit talking about the Young Bucks. It's all he ever talks about. The Young Bucks and uh, 49ers football. Our guy's a 49er faithful. Let's let's hope they go forward in the in the playoffs for his own sake, because if they don't, I don't know what'll happen. He's he's on the edge as it, as it were, so there you go. I read this book. I do recommend it. If you have any interest in wrestling at all, it's well written. It goes it goes by pretty quick. There's a lot of a lot of stories about their tours of Japan and I got I got one more wrestling book coming on the way and I'm going to read that, but then after that I'm going to I'm going to put these wrestling books to rest for a little bit and move on to some other things. I got I got a Madonna bio I've been dying to read for a while. So after I finish this next book, I'll dive into that. We'll talk about that. We'll learn all about uh, Madonna, I guess, if I if I actually finish it. I, I don't know. It's like sometimes you start and then you go, not very good. If I if I read a book and I'm not liking it, I'll just quit. I'm not one of those guys who feels like they got to plow through. You don't got to... You don't got to plow through if you're not having fun. It's not, it's not a, like a, it's not like you're at the gym and you got to keep pumping iron or you're going to get weak. It's fine. You can just go and read another book. But, uh, let's, let's call it a day, I guess. We're going to get up out of here. It, 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 it reeks of coffee right now. And I think I might have, I think I might have got some on my leg. I got to go check. So while I do that, guys, until we meet again, if you don't like the news, go out there and make some of it. All right. Um, man, bring an organ. And you know I got to have that. supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. I don't think so. Incredible strength. Oh, wow.